The Education Apple, Episode 7, recorded on November 6, 2012. Welcome to The Education Apple. This is Bill Brazil, your host for today. And this is the show that discusses Apple technology in the formal classroom as well as in the classroom of our daily lives. So there's a lot to learn and a lot that uh, the technology has to teach us these days. So that's what we like to discuss. And that's what we're going to kick around today as we talk about some of the uh, current events and some of the uh, things that are affecting uh, us as we work in our daily lives. So um, just to introduce our uh, group tonight, we've got uh, Barrett Mossbacker, Superintendent of Briarwood Christian School. Welcome, Barrett. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Bill. Good to be with you. Okay. Good to have you. And Tim Towns, who is a professor and chair of the Biochemistry and Molecular Genetics Department at UAB. How are you doing tonight, Tim? Good to have you with us. Great, Bill. It's good to be here. All right. And we've added a new member tonight, um, We've got a guest, uh, Rick Stores. He's a founder and lead trainer of the Mac Instructor. And Rick, I'm going to let you give us a little bit of background on yourself since you're joining us for the first time. I thought uh, it'd be good to let our listeners in a little bit on who you are and a little bit of your background. Sure thing, and, and thanks for having me. This is this is going to be a blast. I'm really excited about this. Um, so my name is Rick Stores, and I run a company called the Mac Instructor. And we're we're about three years old. And myself and my team, what we do is we go to people's homes and teach them how to use their Apple products. And it's it's stuff that's as simple as how to organize your address book or your your pictures, um, all the way up to how to get uh, extremely productive with your iPad and your iPhone, things like that. Um, so that's what I do. Uh, before working uh, for the Mac, or before doing the Mac Instructor, uh, I've got about five years' experience working at Apple, uh, both at the store up in Chicago uh, on the Michigan Avenue, uh, and then down here for two and a half years at the Birmingham store. So um, it's it's a ton of fun. I, I love talking about Apple products, and I love uh, teaching these products to people and just seeing how it it really can uh, enrich their lives. Well, great. Uh, we're glad to have you. And I've I've visited both of those Apple stores. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, the one in uh, Chicago is really interesting and a uh, neat place. So that was yeah. probably a lot of fun working up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the thing I loved about it was the uh, it's, it's got a glass uh, ceiling. And then also on the roof, uh, it's got grass uh, along the roof. And yeah. so, uh, you know, after they'd close the store, some days we'd we'd go up to the roof and just kind of hang out. Right. Up there, um, you know, watch fireworks or whatever, but it's, yeah. it's a good place. Yeah, they have a neat, uh, I guess it's a window, uh, a circular window on one of the sides with a big apple in the middle of it or something. Mm-hmm. I know I took a picture of that um, when I was up there, and it was the background of my desktop for a, nice. a number of months. So uh, it made an impression. So that was pretty Yeah, good. yeah, cool. Uh, all right. Well, we wanted to uh, kick it off tonight with just kind of, reviewing uh usually it's a week in review or a few days of uh you know what's going on in in apple uh apple world uh, it's been we took 
the week of uh, Thanksgiving off, though, so it's been a few weeks since we've gotten together. So uh, a lot's happened uh, since then. And the first thing that uh, I thought would be interesting to discuss was um, Black Friday and all the the cyber shopping that is going on. And, um, of course, that's a relatively new phenomenon um, the past few years, and it's really, uh, you know, taken off. It's just it's so easy to... To shop from your desktop as opposed to having to get out and, um, you know, fight the crowds. Of course, some people love to fight the crowds still, I guess, but I never was was one for that. And I'm guessing that you guys weren't either. Usually it's our wives that like to, to mix it up out there on uh, Black Friday and uh, all that. But, um, you know, just uh, doing a little bit of reading about uh, what has gone on uh, this year. And, you know, of course, Amazon is the is the big gorilla in the uh, online shopping world and uh I love to I love to use Amazon myself cuz it's so easy and you know they've got uh their systems down so well uh, especially when you buy things and you have to return them it's so so easy um you know they make it a piece of cake really but uh they are the dominant player I guess in the the cyber shopping world and uh in I saw in 2011 they uh, they had total sales of 46.5 billion dollars through through the Amazon website, um, and that's that's pretty amazing when you when you figure Walmart is a pretty big guy too, but uh, they're they're hoping to do about nine billion in uh, e-commerce sales by the year 2014. So they're a good ways behind Amazon and. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the other big box stores are trying to to get in the mix as well. But um, those guys are, you know, somewhat uh, limited in what they can do. They're not quite as flexible. They're not as easy. They can't move as easy in the uh, the online world because they've got to keep their prices the same as what's in the store. And uh, I saw somewhere where Amazon has, you know, they've got computer algorithms where they can just um, adjust their prices automatically based on what's what else is going on online so uh they know what they're doing and um yeah that just sounds brutal (laughs) (laughs) i I would hate to go up against that yeah they they got a head start on everybody and they are uh keeping keeping pace or outpacing most people i guess have y'all y'all had many amazon experiences i'm sure everybody's bought stuff through amazon well well i have and every experience i have ever had has been nothing but positive yeah. Um, so I shop Amazon every chance I get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I love it. I signed up for uh, one of those Prime accounts, so it's free shipping and all of that, and it's it just makes it even easier. I I love that if I notice that I need anything from you know new coffee filters or a new book, I can just pull out my phone, open up the Amazon app, you know, go ahead and buy it with one tap, and then in the next forty eight hours it shows up at my door. Right. Yeah, it's it's about as easy as you can get. And um what's the what's the tablet uh they came out with recently? The Fire? Oh, the yeah, Fire, yeah, the yeah. Fire and the Fire HD. Yeah, I had I had bought one of those early on um just kind of trying to compare it with I, uh, iPad and uh seeing how it worked and really I I was not impressed at all. I didn't think it, you know, functioned nearly as well as the iPad, but you know, I really figured out that all it's really meant to be, I think, is a 
is a reader and a uh, shopping pad because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know they 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 are pushing their products through that uh, that device and um, you know it's mm-hmm. it's probably smart on their part but I didn't think it uh, it was anything near as good as an iPad I don't know if y'all have used it or, or compared the two but um, no my my only thought with that is is that Amazon you know they've it, it, it's pretty obvious that they're selling those fires at cost. Yeah. And that, that worries me because that means that, you know, also as a company, they're probably not investing in the hardware all that much. Right. Uh, you know, if, if all it is is a, a fancy credit card, you know, they're, they're not going to really put that much effort into it. But the iPad, on the other hand, Apple makes money off of the hardware sales. And so they want that hardware to be the absolute best experience that you can have. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tim, you're you're being really quiet, but that that means that you've probably you know spent all your money at Amazon and um, are trying yeah. to trying to hide that from your wife, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have a, a secret account. So uh, uh, no, you know, I really I've bought several things on Amazon that and uh, and has been delivered immediately. It it is a great experience, and then I buy. Uh, lots of books on amazon.com so yeah um it's uh, it's a great great company yep. it's amazing in fact i i knew a guy I had a friend that i went to school with who was ceo of one of the uh early companies that um uh, unfortunately amazon kind of killed <laughs> so but yeah. he you know they didn't have all the algor- algorithms that could uh match price and uh so amazon has really done it right um and so they just have an amazing um a line of products just yeah yeah they definitely know what they're doing so um but um anyway it makes it easy on us guys i guess when it comes time for for christmas too to be able to sit down and get all our christmas shopping done in a in a matter of uh minutes or maybe hours but uh <laughs> the only problem with that is then it all gets delivered and it's sitting out there it's i know it's in boxes yeah but uh but i always get home last so <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh, i always have mine delivered at the office oh um, that's a good idea you can Smart. you can do that tim you know you can uh, yeah alternate yeah. shipping location so you need to keep that in mind yeah, yeah you could just ship that. your stuff to my house too if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I usually take the ploy sitting in my office, and so my wife doesn't know how much money I'm spending on myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. The next thing I thought uh, it'd be good to kind of talk a little bit about is uh, there's been a few um, major updates this week. To um, one of them is to iTunes. They came out with iTunes 11 uh, a few days ago, and uh, there's another. Uh, app that I use a whole lot called Zite, which is a electronic magazine that they came out with a, a major update this week as well. But talking about iTunes a little bit, I don't know if y'all have had a chance to, to download it or not, but it's a pretty big, um, pretty big upgrade. And I don't know, they might be trying to, um, you know, make it look a little bit more like the app that's on the iPad and trying to to merge uh, those together as I think we all feel like, you know, the, the two OSs are 
kind of merging together and will come together down the road at some point. But, you know, the, a lot of the apps start looking similar uh, before that happens, and that might be one of the things they're doing with iTunes. But they've gotten rid of uh, the sidebar, uh, the, the iTunes sidebar, and they've kind of moved those controls up to the, the top. So you got buttons up on the top that... Um, uh, mimic or replace what used to be in that sidebar and uh, that's how you kind of control you know whether you're in your music or in your um, uh, movies or, or different options there uh, I think you can switch back if you don't like it of course a lot of people don't like it when you start messing with your application so they do have a, a way to get that back if you want to, to kind of use it the way it used to be or what you're you're accustomed to but um so they've changed that and um they've got uh something new they call up next which is a a queue of the songs that are queued up to uh play in the order that they're going to play in and then you can manipulate that list i think move things to the top if you want them to to play right away so just kind of another way of uh showing the queue of the songs that are getting ready to play and uh, I think a big thing is the uh, the real time or real streaming from the iCloud of your music and uh, movies and videos. Um, they all now uh, can stream from the iCloud. It used to be that uh, you know they down they had to download before they started playing or begin downloading before you started playing. So it wasn't really a true streaming. But now um, they've changed that, which is good because that's a that's a good feature, not having to, you know, have all your music or the music you want to listen to on your your uh, device, especially if you're using the uh, the iTunes Match, which um, allows you to put, you know, all of your music up in the in the iCloud. So uh, I think that's a great feature to have uh, built into it now. And um, the mini player, they've had uh, mini players in the past, but they've added a few. Uh, features to it now where you can search from it and you can see what's up next and um you know if you if you get your your itunes started playing on your desktop and you uh it's got a little box up in the corner that you can click that'll just kind of uh minimize it to a not completely minimize but uh, the mini player and um you know that can be up in the corner of your your uh, uh desktop and kind of control it that way so um then uh, the cover flow is gone. I don't know. <laughs> I never was really interested or, or really taken by the the cover flow view of uh, you know the way Apple would. Uh, that was one of the options of displaying files or music or whatever. But um, that <clears throat> it was kind of interesting to look at a time or two. But after that, um, I really wasn't all that. Uh, I didn't think it was all that useful. So they must not have. Must not have uh, thought it was useful either because that's gone now. Um, and then um, I think another thing that disappeared, which people didn't like, was uh, the feature that lets you find duplicate entries in your uh, in your music. And that may have been uh, an oversight because they've already said that they're going to um, uh, that will show back up, that will return in upcoming um, point releases for that application so um that's kind of a, a brief uh review of some of the changes in itunes 11 have y'all uh, had a chance to look at that or have y'all did y'all uh, have any thoughts on any of those updates in itunes 
Well, this Tim, I didn't, uh, I have not downloaded it yet, but from your description, I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I use iTunes, but I'm starting to get in the, uh, the mode, especially around the holidays, it seems like, of, um, using like a Pandora, um, yeah. service because, um, just not having to, you know, purchase the music as well as not really worrying about trying to pick what I want to, the exact songs that I want to hear playing, but just kind of the genre. And uh, that seems to work pretty good around holidays anyway, when you want, um, you know, just some Christmas music in the background or whatever. But uh, I'm starting to do that a little bit more than just um, listening to my own, my own songs. I don't know about y'all. What do you think? Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I, I like to own my music and I I like Pandora for like background music for you know things like that but you know I'm driving around in the car and situations like that usually it's I want to listen to stuff that I've I purchased you know maybe 10 or 20 years ago or something yeah what what I tend to do is mix it uh, I like to uh, have my music on iTunes uh, uh including uh using Ma- iTunes match but I use Spotify uh, and mm-hmm. uh, for more of the streaming process, and the reason I do that is because I, I can subscribe to other people who have created a very good playlist, and I discover a lot of good music that way that otherwise I wouldn't know about, and that's free, uh, and so I combine the iTunes along with Spotify. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty idea. neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, um, Zite, we're going to move on to Zite. Y'all are, I imagine you're you're familiar with Zite, aren't you? Yeah, Bill, actually, it's interesting you had that on the program tonight because uh, I had used Zite for a while, and then I switched over to Flipboard, which I also like, and then I saw the update to Zite, and I liked what I saw, so I started using it last night again just to compare it with Flipboard, and uh, I really like what they've done with much of it. Yeah, I'm actually not familiar with it. Uh, so what's it? What's it do? Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> well, it's it's basically a, a, an electronic magazine where you can pick uh, you, the categories that you want to follow, and it um, it will uh, create you know those stories and and um, aggregate what's going on, current events around the the topics that you want to follow. And they've also added a few things now to where um, they've got. Um, couple of uh kind of predefined categories what's what's popular i guess what's trending um you know today they have some categories around that they have uh their own picks zeitz picks is what they call it and then a new and noteworthy uh sections and in each one of those categories or sections they've uh, got a number of of subcategories that you know give you a little more um definition or, or granularity in those areas so you can you can pick on, on those but it's really I, I liked um i like the original zite and this one i think the changes are that they've they've kind of um uh made it a little more simplistic i think they're taking maybe a little bit of a minimal minimalistic approach in um simplifying uh each screen i think there's really now only about three articles on each screen so which you know one of the article uh intros is fairly large and the picture is large and uh the other two are a little bit smaller but um that's that's okay except that uh what i liked before was you know you had more information on each screen and and they may 
modify that a little bit. I think they've already said some of their their algorithms that that are pulling the information together need some tweaking because the the images don't show up exactly right, and some of the times the headlines are not as informative or or the full headline that it could be. So you you have to dig a little bit in looking through it, but um, you know it's just nice to have all that uh, pulled together for you, and and it'll also um, link you can link to your to other accounts like your Twitter and Facebook and Google Reader, and it will go out and and look at those uh, feeds and determine what you like to follow and the the topics that you're interested in and provide that for you automatically. So um, it's a it's a pretty nice aggregator uh, and uh, electronic magazine and um, it, it, I, another. A uh, couple of things that I noticed that looked like they were either easier to use or new features is that um, when it does present the full article for you, of course, it it strips out all of the um, uh, a lot of it comes from other websites, you know, so it will strip out all of the uh, advertisements and uh, kind of the extra uh, graphics and things that aren't necessarily pertinent to the story itself but there's a button at the bottom if you do want to go to the website that that article was pulled from you can go directly to uh, that website and it just flips the page and you're in web mode and then you know when you want to go back to uh, the minimalistic mode you just hit the the reader button and it'll flip you back so um you know it's it's uh it's a pretty good way I, i i use the flipboard application as well and um both of them uh, have their their strengths and weaknesses, but between the two, um, I can I can pull a lot of information really quickly since it uh, you know aggregates it all there together for you. So if you're not familiar with it, you may want to want to give it a try. But uh, they've definitely made a, a big a big change, and um, you know trying to get their presentation down uh, better, I guess you could say. Yeah, I just downloaded it. It's uh, it's pretty slick. I, I like the panels that, that fly around and everything. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. So you can customize it and get your your favorites as well as um, you know the other uh, options that it gives you. And before long, you'll have a a big old long list of things to to keep up with and <laughs> to read. Hey, Bill, out. I, t- I tell you what would make it really um, kind of a go to app in uh, in another way is that I use Instapaper for a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. If you were able to send articles to your Zite app uh, as opposed to Instapaper, so you have basically one repository for most of your reading, mm-hmm. uh, I think that would be a great feature. But I don't think that you can do that yet. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if you can or not. Um. I saw that it has Pocket integration, which Pocket is yeah. a Insta. That, that's true. Yeah, editor. that's true. So I, yeah. I didn't see any Instapaper things on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like you, Barrett. I I use Instapaper. I love that app. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to uh, one more little topic uh, in the news, and this has been uh, from a several weeks ago, I guess. But um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, Talk and a lot of rumblings about the uh, the new uh, uh, map application that that uh, Apple introduced with iOS 6, and of course they got rid of of the Google Map, and um, that caused a pretty big uprise among the uh, the big 
map users out there. So that's been somewhat of a controversy uh, the last month or so. And um, it's, <laughs> it's really had some pretty major uh, fallout from it with with several people at Apple being fired over the, the fiasco, including uh, Forstall. And I think just this week another guy was uh, was let go that was part of all that. And um, so that's had a pretty big impact. But, you know, um, there was a lot of speculation whether they were going to, whether Apple was going to let uh, Google back in and if Google was even going to, uh, you know, submit a new map application to run on the iPhone. But it appears just from what's floating around there in the news that, um, that uh, Google is working on a new uh, version for for iOS 6, and it's supposed to have the the turn-by-turn navigation, which I think was one of the big sticking points from the very beginning where uh, Google did not include the voice navigation, and um, that probably was one of many reasons that that Apple uh, chose to uh, uh, change the map application with the new iOS. But... Um, mm-hmm. I think there that that's something that we will probably see shortly based on uh what's floating around in in uh, uh different news stories that we've seen and uh you know it's not that that's not really unprecedented because YouTube was uh originally on the iPhone a YouTube app and it was removed and uh Google has has come out with a new YouTube application that you can download and install so um you know this might be following that same model and uh that will probably be um well received <laughs> based on everything that's happened in the last month or two so but you know we're if that does happen i guess we're the winners in that and that we've got more choices more options and that would probably improve both uh apple map application as well as the google maps so um i use it uh Periodically, I don't use it around here, but I certainly use it a lot when I when I travel. And we've talked about it uh, in the past. Some other applications that are that are nice uh, that have uh, been helpful. Uh, my my favorite third party app is the uh, the Waze W A Z E application. But um, yeah, that's great. If uh, yeah, and, and you know, supposedly Apple is. Uh, I think Apple has purchased some of the Waze technology, and uh, you know, hopefully that'll be showing up in uh, their Maps application as they make upgrades and updates to it. Because uh, I like that one a whole lot. You've used it a lot, or some, Rick? Yeah, I, I try to I try to dabble in a bunch of them because all I do all day long is drive from home to home to home to home. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so most of these places I've I've never been to before and even if it's a, a client who I have been to a lot, you know, I'm I'm approaching them from a different angle. So I use oh, let's see if I can find it here. I, I use a little app called uh local Locoscope. Localscope. Mm-hmm. And what's fun about that is that you can actually compare all the different services. Um so you can punch in a location or whatever and it will t- it'll show you where Google says it is where um, Foursquare says it is you know a bunch of these other oh wow okay things yeah but you know I, I I try to trust Apple Maps as much as I can but it it's let me down enough to where I, I always want to go back and, and double check with Google yeah okay so how does how does Waze uh, stack up against the other guys 
Uh, it's I think that Waze and Apple uses the same foundation for their map source, which is um, Open Maps. That's that's where both of them kind of aggregate their data from. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it's usually going to be the same. Um, but a lot of times I'll use Waze in conjunction with another one because I, I really like the sort of the social aspects of Waze. It seems right. to be way more up on like traffic and things like that, yeah, yeah. Um, accidents and whatnot. And sometimes you'll even get like specifics like, you know, an accident just happened, you know, don't go off here or whatever. So, it, you yeah. know, I was using it one time and it said uh, object in the road ahead. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, there's a big old tire right in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. right in my path. So that was. Uh, yeah, it's almost too helpful. Uh, you know, I'm I was even tempted just to you know keep my eyes on ways rather than the road. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful with it, but uh, it definitely can be can be helpful. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, um, let's move on into our our main segments, and I was gonna start it off with uh, uh, throwing it over to Barrett. I know there's been a lot going on in the um, in the Learning Unleashed project, which is going on now at uh, Briarwood School. And um, I think Barrett's got a lot to, to share about what's happened over the last couple of weeks. So we'll just um, find out uh, exactly what uh, what's happening there, Barrett. Well, we've reached a, a bit of a milestone. Uh, it's been an exciting last a couple of weeks. Uh, the short of it is that we have now officially launched our pilot program, which will encompass a number of our classes uh, in the junior high. And uh, as a part of that process, we held a number of parent uh, meetings in which we presented an overview of the program, the economic and cultural context for the program, uh, our theological worldview perspective for this program, uh, the economics behind it, uh, showed several videos uh, of different ways it's used in grades from elementary through high school to university and graduate medical school studies, uh, and then had a long period of um, FAQ uh, with our parents. And then we actually uh, had several of the iPad iPads we're going to use with the students completely configured as the students will have them. And several of us went through a demonstration of the various apps, the digital textbooks, uh, the organizing uh, applications that students will use and those sorts of things. And we we were even able to show several uh, actual student examples of work because we had a number of students using applications over the last four to six weeks so we could demonstrate how those work. For example, a notability and a student taking notes in notability, sending uh, his or her notes over to Evernote for archiving and quick access, that kind of thing. Uh, and I have to say that you know you, one never knows what to expect when you get into a large group meeting with FAQ. But every single comment we received in both evening meetings were only positive. I've subsequently received emails, and I've, I've even run into parents in grocery stores, and everything has been extremely positive. They had some very good questions, and uh, thankfully, because of a lot of hard work over a long period of time and the wise counsel of board members and others, uh, there wasn't any question that I recall that we did not have a good answer to. And uh, so uh, it went extremely well. And then I took the uh, took the keynote presentation itself, converted it into a movie. Uh, and as a result of that, that included the videos that we had shown. And then I distributed that to the few families. There were only a few who could not make it for whatever reason. And I was able to share out uh, that entire slideshow to them 
along with a PDF of the FAQ. Uh, and Bill, you uh, actually were there on Thursday night, and you recorded it uh, for us. And I believe you're compiling uh, an actual presentation, a movie of sort that would include the the presentations, the demonstrations, and the slides. If, if I'm if I'm right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and and uh, we'll put that all together. I'll probably break it down into uh, sections. I think uh, the meeting was really comprised of about four or five sections, uh, different sections. And I will. Uh, I'm planning on. Uh, editing that all together and then also uh, putting that into an iBook where we can uh, have uh, video, the video segments along with a little bit of text to explain uh, what each segment is and uh, we'll be able to distribute that as well. So I figured that would be um, handy to have uh, in our uh, bag of tricks or in our toolbox that we can utilize down the road and um, you know let other people um uh, see that if they aren't or weren't able to uh, to make that meeting. So um, hopefully that will be a, a help to you. Well, it will, and we appreciate you doing that. Now, Bill, you were there, of course, that second evening. What was your overall takeaway as you listened to the parents and uh, the questions and their reactions? Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was, uh, you know, well well done as far as the, uh, the presentations were concerned. And I know, Barrett, you've been working on it for uh, years now, so <laughs> you've got a lot of great um, uh, assets to share and examples, and um, you know put a lot of thought into it. And I think the uh, the parents were were very impressed, and I think several of them had some real good uh, insights as far as their questions were concerned. So um, you know, I'm I'm real impressed with um, the way uh, this is all. Um, kind of playing out or, or it's not really playing out you've got it very well organized and um, I think the thought behind it is definitely apparent and um, I know that that's going to going to pay off as we move through the program I mean there's always going to be some surprises and, and things that haven't been anticipated but I think the majority uh, of, of issues have been anticipated and have some good um, resolutions around them and i think that's just going to help uh, uh move the the program forward successfully um pretty rapidly so i'm i'm looking forward to it well i do too and and i'll tell you i will add one more thing to this that um we i just signed a small relatively small contract today to have some uh, additional work done to integrate the edmodo educational social platform uh, as probably the primary portal for a lot of the student and parent and teacher interaction uh, because with Edmodo, which is constructed a bit like Facebook in its design, but it integrates the ability to share uh, files. It integrates with Google Docs. Uh, it has a grading system, uh, calendar system, notification system, messaging system, social platform system, all built in, and the only way you can get into that system is with a, a special individual code that, teach, that the teacher issues. And so we're going to uh, work uh, with the developer here to tie that together with our various applications and the iPads so that will become uh, the social integrated portal for communications and uh, uh, sharing work between teachers and students. Wow. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So is that is that something um – you can customize, and you'll have somebody uh, do that work for you? Yeah, Edmodo does most of what needs to be done, but there needs to be some tweaking with some APIs and some developer work. 
particularly on the iPad side, to make sure that we're able to – a student in particular is able, able to easily upload relatively large files, mm-hmm. whether those files are – uh, in Google, uh, Google, which it integrates already pretty well, or an iWorks file, a movie file, that kind of thing. Uh, and they're quite confident they can do that. And the other really interesting thing is because of the people we're working with, they are one of the few select partners that Edmodo has partnered with across the United States. And it just so happens that this partner is here in Birmingham, is their headquarters. Oh, really? And uh, yes, and they're working with us to provide some very specialized training where one or more of our teachers will be sent down to Mobile for specialized training with Edmodo, uh, along with Hoover High School and a few others. And uh, they may uh, make a spot for an administrator sessions uh, to train administrators on how it will function as well. So that's an additional value add to what this program uh, will become. Yeah, well, that'll be great. That'll be good to see. I'll be interested in um, seeing how all that fits together. I'm not that familiar with Edmodo, but... um understand the concepts i think that'll be be real helpful well i've actually been using edmodo for about two years with my graduate courses that i teach uh so my graduate students that's how i interact with them with all their hmm. assignments so uh, it's really it's really quite powerful yeah it sounds good i wish there, you could talk that... to some of my professors and uh maybe get them on board <laughs> hey give me their name <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go to lunch <laughs> yeah sure well that sounds like something will be good to document uh in our in our ibooks once we get that uh all laid out and uh figure out exactly how it wants to be how you want to use it barrett is that going to allow you to the students to take exams on their um ipads Yes, you yes you can do that. There are whole quizzes. In fact, Edmodo has its own uh, uh, storefront in effect for applications even, and so you can give quizzes, tests. Uh, for example, I have major research papers that I assign. So when my graduate students submit their their papers to me, I don't even have to download them. I can actually comment, annotate, highlight whatever I want to on their paper within Edmodo. But in addition to that, I can leave a comment directly to that student that only he or she can see, uh, and then I can enter the grades right into the system right then. So I, I deal with no paper at all in the entire process. Oh, yeah, I'm just thinking, bye-bye notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting there <laughs> yep. slowly. All right. We're good. Well, that sounds great, Barrett. We'll, uh, we'll uh, be looking forward to future uh, updates on all that because uh, that's a pretty exciting stuff. Well, you know, I know we're moving to the next section, but uh, Bill and Tim, because you guys had the, the privilege of, uh, of going when we all went to the Apple headquarters uh, some time ago. And when you consider where we were at that point and where we are at the moment, we have really moved a long way in a relatively short period of time, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I think, uh, Vera, you've just done an incredible job on this. And of course, we still, we have, uh, an eighth grader at home and she's, uh, very excited about this. So, and she's, I think the only girl in the computer class. And, oh, yes, I know. And, and, and <laughs> I did you <laughs> picture for, her of her, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And so she's really excited about that because I think her particular, uh, class doesn't have iPads yet, but she gets access to them in that class. So she's and very I, impressed. And by the way, Tim, on a side note, uh, I don't know if you probably don't know this yet. I'll report it to the board, but we're starting a girls' engineering course. Oh, wow. So oh, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah, so we've we got some things developing here anyway. So uh, can, I, can I make a little side note there? 
Have you heard of uh, something called Goldie Blocks? Goldie Blocks. No, I have not. Okay, well, I, I won't spend too much time on it, but it, it's, uh, it, you know, just Google it later, but it's this project, it's this new product coming out uh, that was funded through Kickstarter, and it's all about teaching girls how to be engineers. Wow. And it's it's cool. It's this little builder sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Who's it? What what grade levels is it uh, geared towards? Uh, I I think it's for like young elementary. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I bought one for my my four year old. We'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Start them early. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's pretty neat. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's uh let's move on here a little bit. That's all real exciting. I kind of hate to leave that topic, but we'll certainly be revisiting it um, in our next podcast and uh, see what's happening there. But um, I was going to mention something that uh, Barrett and I talked a little bit about the other day, and this really fits in with um, just kind of the uh, cloud technology and, uh, you know, a lot of the cloud services that are out there that um, I know I'm I'm taking advantage of and using a lot these days. And, uh Dropbox and Box.com and uh, several of the other ones allow you to um, uh, put uh, folders in your uh, Finder window in on your desktop, on your Mac desktop, so that you can access those cloud directories really easy. And um, uh, with with Dropbox, I mean, it's just kind of automatic. It places that. Uh, uh, directory in your finder um, sidebar automatically so you don't even have to do anything uh, to get that to show up but we were talking the other day about uh, the iCloud and how you know, it really kind of works differently and um, you don't you don't look for those files in your finder application but they're they're actually ac- uh, accessible there if you know how to do it and you can get an iCloud uh, folder in your finder uh, sidebar if you want to uh to be similar it works really the same way as um dropbox and some of the other uh cloud uh uh functions and facilities you've got out there but uh i i found uh, some directions on how to how to make that happen and they're going to be in the the show notes so if uh you're listening and want to uh uh, try to set this up on your own. Um, I can, I'm going to describe it, but it's a little bit uh, complicated. There's three or four different steps that you have to go through uh, to make it work. But once you get it uh, set up, uh, it's just another folder sitting right there in your sidebar of your Finder window, and um, you can uh, access those iCloud documents directly from Finder. Uh, so you might be interested in doing that, but documents. There is a folder uh, within your Mac that has uh, the documents that are in iCloud, and you've got to access that first. And the way you do it is um, you go to uh, your user directory and library and mobile documents. That's the path uh, that you got to go to. And the, your library directory does not show up anymore. There's a little trick to get it to show up. Um, you have to go to, uh, when you're in Finder, select the Go menu, and then uh, when you have that Go menu, the Finder menu uh, open there, if you press the Option key, uh, a new directory shows up in there, which is your library directory. Um, so uh, that's a little trick that you've got to use to be able to, to get to that library directory to begin with. But then once you're there, you can find 
the mobile documents directory underneath that, and that's what you want. So you want to open up the mobile documents directory, uh, select that, and then up in the top right portion of the window, uh, there's a little plus button there. So you want to click that um, and uh, set the uh, parameter to kind is documents. When you hit that plus button, uh, you actually uh, open up a little window, or not a window, but a line right below there that gives you uh, the ability to uh, enter parameters for uh, what is going to show up in that finder window. And what you really want is uh, files that are the kind of document. So you can select kind is document and that will display only the documents that are in that mobile documents folder so that's what you're trying to get to and then once you um, set that parameter up you can click the save button and uh, also make sure that uh, there's a little box there that says add to sidebar and uh, when you click or check that uh, box then that will add that, uh, basically it's a smart folder, that's going to add that to your sidebar, and um, you'll have that available to be able to go to your iCloud documents. Uh, and you can name it something like iCloud or, or whatever makes sense to you, and that'll show up in your finder list. And it's going to put it at the bottom of your favorite section of the bottom uh, of the uh, finder uh, sidebar, and um, you can move that around like I've got all mine um, uh, grouped together at the top of my favorites list, my different cloud directories. So you may want to just move it around and get them all um, together wherever you like to see them. So um, that's just something that uh, you may want to do if you're starting to use uh, cloud and iCloud a whole lot. And um, I think Rick is telling me that uh, <laughs> it comes in handy when you have to use Time Machine. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, one thing that kind of scares me about iCloud is that if you accidentally delete something, you know, your next question is, well, holy cow, how do I go get this? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, because a lot of these apps, especially on the iPad and the iPhone, there's no way to retrieve documents that have been trashed. So anyway, if you go to that mobile documents folder and then invoke Time Machine, uh, you'll see the normal Time Machine sort of spacey interface, and you can actually... Uh, roll back and find files in that mobile documents, um, you know, iCloud folder, and then restore them back. Okay. So, so is uh, iCloud keeping uh, revisions? Is that how that's working? Because well, it's not iCloud that's keeping the revisions. It's Time Machine that is. Okay. So you're saying when you, you got to set up uh, the Time Machine to back that up, mm-hmm. or it's going to back it up for you, and then you can Bingo. get to it that way. I got you. Yeah. Because yeah. because one of the things I did read was that. Um, uh, it was it worked like Dropbox in that you, it doesn't really have the uh, files on your machine. It's more of a pointer to the iCloud. Is that the way you understand it? Um, it's it, it's both actually. Um, yeah, the the files are on your hard drive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and so if you change the file on your hard drive, uh, those changes then get pushed up to iCloud and then pushed back down to your other devices. Okay. All right. 
so let so let me make sure I'm clear here. So I I, I have iCloud showing in my Finder, et cetera, and I'm under mobile documents, for example, right now. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is what I would have to do at work, for example, because that's where we back it up to Time Machine. Uh, yep. Is is make sure that because Time Machine doesn't show up here, but you're saying right. it does show up once you're in the location for the Time Machine, or do we have to do something administratively to point Time Machine to include iCloud folder? Uh, well, it, it should already be backing it up because Time Machine should include every single file on your computer. That's right. Okay. Um, That's right. Okay. But you do have to be on the same network as that drive. Yes, right. Uh, and then what you would do is you'd go to your applications folder or use Launchpad uh, and then click on the Time Machine logo that's there. Yeah, it, it's set up to do that automatically. As soon as I walk in the good. office, it starts backing it up. So, yeah, okay, perfect. great. All right, good. Good. All right. Well, that's uh, that's what I wanted to cover, and I think um, Rick had uh, thought of uh, sharing, I guess, some of the most recent um, comments uh, that Tim Cook had today. I think uh, uh, as of Thursday, uh, December yeah. 6th, he had some comments. Yeah, today, uh, actually right now as, as we're recording this, um, Tim, there, there's an interview on NBC of Tim Cook. And this is the first, um, interview that's going to be aired uh, like this since he has, uh, taken the position as CEO. And, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to finding it on the internet. Uh, we don't have live television. So, you know, my hope is that it's going to be available somewhere else, but, uh, a little bit of his comments have been leaking throughout the day, uh, and I think that if you go to the New York Times uh, technology section, uh, you'll be able to see some of those comments. Uh, but there's two things that he said that's that's really making headlines. Uh, the first is that he's bringing back uh, a lot of the manufacturing of the Macs uh, to the United States, and we're already seeing that with some of the iMacs, uh, the new super thin iMacs. Um, there's there's a pretty decent portion of them, uh, I understand, that have assembled in the United States, you know, etched on the back uh, rather than made in China. Um, so I think that's really great. Um, hopefully it'll bring more jobs to, to Americans. Uh, the second thing is that apparently in the interview, uh, they asked, you know, just like in any um, interview that's happened with Apple executives in the last couple of years, they bring up the television, uh, the Apple television. And apparently Tim Cook's response was that he is uh, intensely interested in entering this, which for folks who've been following Apple, they know that intensely uh, interested is a a pretty big promotion from how Apple felt about the TV market before, uh, which, you know, before today, Apple just kind of viewed it as a hobby. So, you know, Realistically, this probably doesn't mean much, um, but for uh, a lot of us Apple fanboys like myself, um, you know, we, we get a little giddy whenever we hear executives start dropping hints to future products because they really don't do it that often. Wow, that is really interesting. I I, I think that offering programming uh, for a cost like songs on iTunes is, is just the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, we have, as everybody knows, you have a hundred channels and, and you don't watch most of them. Yeah. Although congratulations to you, Rick, that you don't have live TV. <laughs> well, but, the, the thing for me is I'm not a sports guy. Um, so I, yeah. I think that's the only way I can pull it off. However, uh, ESPN just, 
uh, sort of up their app recently to support AirPlay. Uh, so you can AirPlay the ESPN app from your iPad to your Apple TV. Um, so, you know, I, I haven't played around with that yet. Uh, it it kind of requires a, a super, super uh, robust wireless network to really pull it off. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if Apple were to enter this market, they would uh, they would sort of pitch it as an a la carte uh, television service, right. exactly. you know, where instead of channels, you have apps. And, you know, you buy the apps or the channels that you want. Okay, so you wouldn't pay for an individual episode or an individual sporting event. But um, that could be part of it. Um, that's that's kind of how the Apple store, like the, the media stores work right now. You know how you can, you can buy a movie and you can you know, rent movies and things like that. Um, but, you know, that hasn't really gained any traction. Um, I think especially in TV, you know, I, I said earlier, I really like owning my music. Well, that's because I go back to it over and over and over. But with TV, you know, I, I really don't want to spend two bucks on a TV episode because as soon as I'm done watching it, I'm, I'm probably never going to return to it again. Mm. And I think that if instead uh, they introduced like a subscription-based app model, um, kind of like what you see with Netflix or Hulu Plus, um, and, and even ESPN. I, I believe you have to have like a paid account uh, mm-hmm. in order for their app to work. Right. Um, I, I think that's going to be the future of, of uh, television. Interesting. Well, that, that's good for you, Tim, since you just bought that hundred-inch TV. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I know it. Uh, I'm still waiting on that's my invitation. Okay. I know we're gonna get you over here soon. Okay, you know oh, the the man. national championship game would be a perfect opportunity. Perfect. So, hey, man, I'll bring the chips. <laughs> oh, right. you know, I think I would become a sports guy for that. That that sounds oh, like yeah. a good event. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It should be for yeah. sure. Well, okay, guys, let's uh, let's keep it moving here and uh, move on into our apps and followings uh, section of our show. And um, I'm going to let Barrett start out. I think he's got uh, both an app and a, a Twitter pick for us tonight. So tell us what you got there, Barrett. Yeah, just real quick. Uh, I, as probably you do, have a lot of PDF files uh, for research, for all sorts of or news articles, whatever it might be. And I'm constantly looking for the PDF uh, application for the iPad that will allow me to to store it uh, in, in folders, to back it up into the cloud, to annotate it effectively, and to share it. Uh, and where it also does the OCR character recognition so you can search within the articles. And I've used several very good ones, including iAnnotate, but I do believe that PDF Expert is the best that I've ever seen uh, or used thus far. So uh, it is a superior uh, PDF application for the iPad. And if I'm not mistaken, you can get an iPhone version as well, but I... I don't see myself reading a lot of PDFs on my iPhone, uh, but for the iPad, uh, it's excellent. And so that's what's one in particular that I would recommend. Have any of you used the PDF expert uh, or an application on your iPads? I have not, not yet, but uh, I'll probably look into it now. Yeah, if if I have a customer who comes up to me and they've never used an iPad before, and they say, so what's so great about the iPad? The first app I show them is PDF Expert. Wow. I mean, it is it, it's it's one of those things that I love because you know there's everybody has to sign 
documents like that. You know, no matter what your profession is, it usually involves signing documents. And I love that I can open up a PDF in PDF expert and use a stylus or my finger and sign directly onto it and then boom, you know, send it back to the person. You know, with a PC, you have to print it out. You'd have to sign it. Then you have to scan it back into the computer and then compose the email, add the attachment. But with uh, PDF Expert, it's so slick. Um, it's it's one of those things that really captures um, why the iPad is such a special device. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah in fact, <laughs> a little in, bit in of fact, silence in, there. No. <laughs> in fact, Rick, I saw that feature uh, today on my iPhone because I do have the application on it, and mm-hmm. I realized when I opened it up that I could literally sign the PDF on my iPhone. Yeah. So if I'm traveling and I really needed to sign something, mm-hmm. I'd be able to do it. Yeah, I have. It's, it's funny you say that. Um, I have a client who uh, sent me a really kind email uh, a month or so ago. In fact, I, I put it on my website's blog. Um, he gave me permission to do so. Uh, but he said that he he was in the process of selling his house, um, but he and his wife um, went on a weekend away or something like that. But long story short, there was a deadline and – you know, he needed to get this document signed. You know, they're in the middle of nowhere, but he's got his iPad. And so the real estate agent emails him the PDF and he signs it in PDF expert, therefore like closing the house or, you know, something like that and then sends it back. Um, and so he sent me this email just saying like, yeah. I'm so glad I learned about PDF expert. Um, but it's, it's great. I, I really love it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating at all. I could talk for another hour on how much I love PDF Expert, um, it's it's wonderful. We may have we may have to have a, a that be a whole segment. <laughs> yeah, we could have a segment on that down the road. Um, oh, you know, get into more detail. That probably yeah. Be good. So uh, yeah, I, I love it. It's, I it's was such a quiet as I was just looking it up, and I <laughs> typed in PD, PDF Expert with no space, and I couldn't find the app. <laughs> so, uh, but good call. but there's uh, I, I wanted to to download this. It, there's an advanced PD Expert Pro. Is that a is is that have extra uh, capabilities that the PDS PDF Expert uh, app yeah, doesn't? Yeah, I have? think you, you know what. I, I think that's actually another company. Oh, it's I, another I, I see company. what you're looking for. I just did a search for it, and yeah, this advanced one popped up. Um, the, the one that you want, it's, it's 999, uh, it's PDF expert and it's got like a, a red outline of an eyeball on it. Yes. Uh, and then okay, it says like PDF, um, okay. yeah, vertically along the side. Fantastic. Yeah. It's Buy a relatively expensive, <laughs> it's a relatively yeah. expensive app, but it's worth it. You can tell that they put mm-hmm. a lot of effort into it. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And, and I'd hate to tell you this, but back on uh, black Friday, it was five bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Actually, actually, that's when I bought it. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks uh, for telling us about it. that. <laughs> Appreciate you letting us in on the uh, scoop there, Barry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so what's your Twitter pick? Uh, at Apple Spotlight. 
and uh, that's basically they describe it as all things Apple, Apple Mac, iPod, iPhone, iPad, uh, and uh, uh, Apple Spotlight has 60, uh, almost uh, 67,366 followers as of yesterday, um, and uh, they just provide very succinct, quick updates on a lot of news related to any Apple product, and I have found it to be a very quick and helpful resource. All right, cool. All right, well, what I was going to share tonight is uh, something I found uh, recently. It's called, uh, the app is called Cloud Magic, and um, we've been talking some about uh, cloud services tonight. And uh, Cloud Magic is actually a, a search engine for uh, most all of your personal data that's in the cloud. So uh, it uh, will search against uh, your Gmail or Google Apps or Facebook, Twitter, uh, it has a whole bunch of options um, that it will uh, search uh, out against, and um, it's just another way to aggregate. What we've talk, been talking about aggregating a lot of that information uh, into a real quick uh, search capability, and you can even um, integrate it into your uh, – it's got a number of ways that you can uh, use the app, but uh, you can also integrate it into your Chrome browser and do a search straight from uh, the Chrome browser. But uh, I've just found it to be real helpful uh, because it's uh, so fast as well. Um, and just uh, pulling, you know, if I'm trying to remember where I put a particular file or put uh, some bit of information, it will uh, find that for you real quick. So um, that might be something if you're not familiar with that would be helpful. And it's it's free for now. Uh, we got somebody dialing back in for us. We must yes, have lost. sorry, I dropped off. Uh, that's it's not it. a problem. That's not a problem. Um, but anyway, the the cloud magic is uh, is pretty helpful, and like I say, it's uh, free at this point. They say there may be a, a paid plan coming soon, but um, you know you can check it out now for free and see if it's something you might want to use. And the uh, the my Twitter pick is. Um, at Asana, uh, this is kind of a, a backdoor into uh, another application that I've recently found that uh, I think is really um, powerful. It's a great tool uh, to use for, for teams. And Barrett, we were talking a while back about um, just kind of a, an online task management, project management, CRM type manager and Asana has all those capabilities. It's it's um, not really similar to Evernote, but it's very open in how you can configure and use uh, the tool. Similar to you know the way Evernote is, you got a lot of ways you can uh, organize your data and uh, um, uh, use it. And it, this is probably one of those tools that we might want to have a, a whole section on. Um, but it's something that uh, we all might be able to utilize uh, in terms of um, an online application for teams that are kind of spread out in different areas. But um, I've, uh, I've, I've recommended it already to one of my clients and I'm starting to use it a good bit. And the, the beauty of it is that it is, it is free for groups under 30 uh, members. So uh, if you have more than uh, 30 members, then it starts costing. I mean, I think the, the price is for 30 to 50 people. It's a hundred dollars for 50 to 75. It's 300. So it's, it's definitely got some value in it, but if you got a small work group, um, it's, uh, it's, 
really free. So, uh, and that, that's that's nice to um, use that facility for for not having to pay for it. But um, I just I, I made it my Twitter pick this week to so you can start to follow it if you want to and and learn more about it. But uh, it's uh, Asana A S A N A is how you spell that, uh, and we might want to talk about it more in the future as well because um, there's a whole lot you can do with it. But uh, pretty neat online project manager um, uh, tool that uh, you can you can check out. So that was uh, those are my picks for the week. And uh, what about you, Rick? You got something for us? I do, I do. Um, and I hadn't heard of that cloud magic thing. I'm pretty excited to go check that out. Yeah. Um, I just made a note to do that. So. Uh, my first, uh, my my app pick is one called Path. Um, have you guys heard of Path? No, I really haven't. I, oh. I don't know mm-hmm. about it. Um, it's the way that I describe it in one sentence is I, I say that it's it's Facebook for people who hate Facebook. Um, the the thing about Facebook that drives me crazy is just how there's you know there's hundreds of people on there. I don't really remember who most of them are. Uh, it's overwhelming. It has all these plugins. Um, but Path, it's it's a very small private social network, and the way that they design it, they actually max out the amount of people you can be friends with. Um, they max it out to 150 people, and for me, I, I haven't even gotten near that because I only use Path with immediate family. And so um, if I need to share pictures uh, with, with family who's all over the states – um, or a, a thought or a comment or, you know, a location or something like that, I'll post it to PATH. And it's, you know, the emphasis on PATH is on privacy um, because that's another thing about Facebook that, that makes me uncomfortable is that, you know, they they say that they're very um, safe with that content, but there's been moments where, you know, your privacy settings get revoked or, you know, or whatever. And it's, you know, it's not that I have anything to hide. It's just... Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that when I put something on the internet, it's it's only being viewed by the people who I intend to share it with. Um, so Path, it's it's free. Uh, the logo for it, it's it's a red app with a, a white P drawn on it, um, and I love it. And the, I, I think the biggest testimony of it is that I was able to get my parents and all of my family to actually sign up for it, yeah. um, which. You know, for normal, you know, people like us, we'll sign up for anything, you know, but um, there's there's a lot of non-geeks in my family and, and they're actually on board. Um, so that's that's my app pick. Do you guys have any questions about that? No, it sounds interesting. Yeah, okay. cool. Cool. yeah it, 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 I guess you got to be a good, uh, uh, you know, convincing to get your friends signed up on it. But I guess it's, uh, since you're. The uh, the Mac instructor, you did a good job on that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, we I think part of it uh, was just the incentive of telling uh, grandma and grandpa that if they want to see pictures of their grandkids, that this is going to be what we're using. There you go. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you know, uh, so if they want to see kids in the bathtub or whatever, that's that's where it's at. Exactly. Um, so my Twitter pick, um, it's it's called Mac Mini Colo. Uh, so Mac Mini, like the computer, and then the word Colo, C-O-L-O, Mac Mini Colo. And this is a very interesting uh, company. Um, this is a company uh, out in, in California where they'll, they will either sell you a Mac Mini or you can ship off uh, your own Mac Mini to them, and they'll put it in their data center. 
And so you can have your own private, um, maintained Mac Mini to run as your own server, you know, 24-7. And so if anybody ever, um, you know, if, if you're um, constantly out of office or, or even if, uh, you know, your, your only computer is a laptop, but there's some things that you want to always be running, um, for example, if you want to run your own, like, daylight server, your own web dev server, um, you know, anything like that, um, they're a company that provides that service. But the reason why I put them as a Twitter pick is because they're they're a great resource for anything that has to do for, like, server issues. Um, recently, they wrote a really good review on this product called the Drobo Mini. Um so it's what I like about it is it's a very niche thing um, that's, that's very interesting to me. Um, I don't I actually don't have a Mac Mini that's being hosted with them, um, but they're just so friendly and I'm so interested in what they do that I, I try to keep up with them. So yeah. Mac Mini Colo. I, I noticed that on your uh, your Twitter pick and I looked them up and uh, it did seem like an interesting concept. I was wondering if you used them or not. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I've dabbled with um, you know different co-location services in the past but um, okay but i haven't used these guys but it sounds like they they just have a lot of good uh information to share related uh to, to mm-hmm. servers and keeping all those uh, keeping them running and all that so i'll have to check that out yeah and and they're really friendly guys i mean i've i've asked them a couple questions here and there over the past couple of years and they respond pretty quickly yeah um they're they're really friendly how big of a company is it do you know my guess is the staff is less than, you know, probably five people even. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they they house a ton of Mac Minis. Oh, and the the other thing too is a lot of Apple employees in Cupertino um actually um put their Mac Minis in there. And so if if the Mac Mini is a computer that you're interested in, uh usually those Apple employees will leak rumors and specs of next generation Mac Mini hmm. to the folks at Mac Mini Colo who will then blasted out and whatever um (laughs) so it's you know because there was a season and i can't remember if this was a year or two years ago but there was a season when a lot of people thought that apple was actually going to discontinue the mac mini um but then it was mac mini colo who stood up and said no we've we've gotten reliable information that apple is not killing this it's actually one of their favorite computers um there's nothing to fear um yeah Maybe. So anyway, yeah, I've got I've got several Mac Minis and I love them for you know yeah uh, they are a nice uh, little piece of equipment to have mm-hmm. and um, don't take up hardly any space which is is good yeah um, but anyway that's pretty interesting well mm-hmm. thank you all right Rick Appreciate absolutely thank that. you uh, Tim I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you an opportunity I think I know your your answers but uh, I don't want to put you on the spot but you got anything for us tonight <laughs> well I you know I really have. Two questions for, okay. for all of you. That's good. Um, and one is, and I probably should know this, but if I want to um, Skype with another group, say another research group in another country at work, and I want to be able to see their group and see a PowerPoint presentation on the screen what what is the best way to do that so that i can continue to see their whole group but them show me their data at the same time on a split screen is that possible 
So, so are you playing stump the panel here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I have the answer to that one, Rick. Have you done anything with the? Uh, I don't have any personal experience in this, but I hear that um, GoToMeeting is probably the best resource. Yeah. Oh. Um, you know, with with groups, it's a little tough. Um, I've done a similar thing even with just um, iChat, uh, which you know they've renamed to Messages now, but uh, it it has a feature that, to my knowledge, is is still present called iChat Theater, mm. and that's when you're when you're video conferencing with someone, you can drag. A keynote file over the video chat window, and it will actually start presenting that keynote um, rather than your face uh, to the other people. Okay, I see. But but GoToMeeting is yeah. So that's a company, right? And right, yeah. And um, that is uh, that's a little more business class, and I believe it's it's actually web based, so it should work. Uh, right. Cross platform, yeah. Um, but iChat obviously is only going to be good if you're going from Mac to Mac. Yes, right. And then the second question I have is, I wanted to buy. Uh, we had a four. So I went to the Apple Store the other day, and they uh, and they said the new ones are coming out. They hope they're out by Christmas. So I ordered one, but I haven't gotten it yet. Do you know when it's coming out? Yeah, we, well, uh, we, we kind of missed part of what you were saying there. Um, what, yeah, what, we missed the product. Yeah, what, what, what product are you talking about? The, the uh, new iMac. Mm. The oh, desktop. The, okay, the thin, the thin iMac? Thin iMac. Like they said, there were, uh, there's a 27-inch mm-hmm. iMac. Yeah, it's coming out. So I ordered it, but I don't know if am I going to be able to get it before Christmas? Do you think? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> my my guess is that if if Apple isn't shipping those twenty seven inch IMAX by Christmas, there's going to be heads rolling. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. might want you might want to wrap up a picture of one just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, the twenty ones, the twenty one inches are already in the stores. Yes. They're in the uh, store, and, and I went in there like a weirdo and just touched one for a long time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're really neat. They're really neat. Uh, I've got a twenty seven inch of the previous model right now, and it's it's such a great machine. Um, but my biggest complaint is the glare on it. Um, and these new ones, uh, apparently they've reduced the glare by 75%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, my wife would kill me if I bought an, another <laughs> brand new 27 inch, but. So, so Tim, Tim, did you buy this so you could wrap it up and put your name on it under the tree? Is that what? It... Uh, this is Peggy. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, hey, Tim, you better ship it to your office if it's for you. I'm telling you right now. Problem. I've got to. That's right. Hey well, Tim, to get back real quickly to your other question, uh, I have used I have done what you described you wanted to do using Google Hangouts and Google on Air, including a jointly working on a paper and any number of things with up to twelve to fourteen people. Oh, so wow. you might want to you might want to check Google Hangouts. I, we use that constantly in the school for large group video calls, including to China and other places. Uh, and we can open up presentations and show them. Now, I don't know about PowerPoint. I've not tried that, 
But that's something at least worth exploring, and it's free. Okay, great. Fantastic. So, so uh, Barrett, on those, uh, the documents that you can open up and share, do they have to be uh, Google-formatted documents, or can they be anything? I will need to double-check. We did it all using the Google Docs. Yeah. Uh, but they just upgraded their system on this, so there may be more capability, but I, I don't want to say there is but having not checked. Right, and, and it may be that you can display uh, other type formats, but well, you only can do really... share screen. Well, you can share your whole screen though. So even okay. So for example, if you want to show a PowerPoint, you just share your screen. Yeah. And you can show it, much like GoToMeeting would do. Right. Good call. So. Right. Yeah, but I guess with with the Google, if you were using Google Docs, you could even uh, collaboratively collaboratively update them. Uh, yeah, we while did. You're yeah, that's, on. yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly what we did. Yeah, yeah. that's the neat thing about the, the Google formatted Docs. So, okay, well that's uh, that's. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, we're running kind of long tonight, so um, I think we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up, call it an evening, and um, just uh, thank you guys for listening in tonight. And don't forget to uh, follow us on the Internet. And um, uh, my own Twitter, if you want to follow our Twitter, it's uh, at Bill Brazil. That's B-I-L-L-B-R-A-Z-E-A-L. And the website is BillBrazil.com, and that's where... Um, these podcasts are uh, actually hosted from. So if you wanted to, to grab it directly from the website, it's out there. And uh, Barrett's Twitter account, I don't guess you mind me giving it out, do you, No, Barrett? not at all. Yeah, uh, no, uh, not at all. B Mossbacker, B-M-O-S-B-A-C-K-E-R. And Rick's uh, Twitter is at S-T-W-R-Z, that's your last name with the, mm-hmm. the vowels removed. And then uh, you've got your website, themacinstructor.com. So mm-hmm. um, check us out there, and uh, we appreciate you listening in tonight. Be sure to tell your friends and uh, watch for our next episode, which will be coming in about uh, a couple of weeks from now. So um, we will look forward to getting back together, and we will just say so long for now, and uh, we'll catch you down the road. Mm-hmm.